Hello and welcome to the returning episode of Character Transplant. I'm your host, Dr. Zach. And I'm Rob. And this is Rob. So Rob, Daniel's not here. I don't know where he is. He forgot I came back. And so he just left me. So I had to find somebody off the street. This is Rob. Nice to meet you guys. Yep. Fantastic. (laughs) And so sorry we've been away for so long. I was overseas and Daniel didn't release any episodes because he sucks. And And I'm super busy also. Oh, yeah. You're so so busy because you're such a regular on the show. Yeah. 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 So this week we're going to be looking at... I've not done this for so long. I've forgotten how to do it. If you've never seen the show before, what we do is we take one character, throw them in the back of a van, drive that van down to Chinatown. No, that's fine, Rob. You interject what? whenever you want. You need to interject. <laughs> well, it. it's not my show. That's You're introducing fine. it. Ah, it's fine. And then once we're in Chinatown, we get something <laughs> nice to eat, get some nice green tea. And then while we've got our green tea, we then discuss the life, the universe, everything, philosophy. <laughs> and then we take our character and kick them out in the middle of nowhere. I like it. Yeah. That's kind of what you do to me on a regular basis. That's so fair. Look, that's it should fair. be smooth. <laughs> so what we're doing this week <laughs> we're not playing what daniel calls the suckers game because i can't be bothered and it's not a great game can you explain it to me well it has to do with the titles and the, the doctorates and everything else so no it doesn't matter it's fine oh it's fine <laughs> <laughs> regular listeners will know what i'm talking about new listeners will be just as lost so this week who are we taking rob who are we taking and why are we taking them we're taking uh iroh or uncle iroh um from the last airbender yep because uh, he's fucking awesome and um are you a big fan of the last airbender yeah i really like the show i really like the i don't know i've always liked kids shows i guess because i grew up great. with them yeah and kids shows are awesome they seem to have uh easily identifiable morals and characters like they're all stereotypes and it's great <laughs> it's almost like it's a show for children yeah well <laughs> you don't have to think observer. you don't have to do anything you really do do this podcast hey <laughs> qualified so much <laughs> um but yeah, I really like the show. I really like the philosophy behind it. It seems to have a really uh, Eastern kind of... Influence? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. If, is there a specific arc or anything that's probably the best arc to watch? If you're someone who's never seen the show before? I personally don't like... Um, or I should approach it from positive. I really like the Zuko uncle uh, redemption uh, arc? arc. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fair enough. So what we're going to do is we're going to take Uncle Iroh and we're going to put him in a variety of different universes. Mm-hmm. But first we need to know more about him, where he came from, what he did and everything like that. Yep. yep. So do you know the first <coughs> appearance of Uncle Iroh? Uh, I don't, but I assume it would be uh, sometime... Oh, actually, no, I think I do. It's when he's present for the Agna Kai between Zuko and his father and um, he's watching on in, in horror as the king basically deforms his son. That might be right. Probably is right. But uh, it was February 21st, 2005 was the first appearance of Uncle Iroh. Oh, oh, right. (laughs) Thanks for specifying what kind of question you were asking. Uh, It was in the episode, The Boy in the Iceberg, the first episode, Mm -hmm. and Uncle Iroh was there. Right, right. Straightforward. Okay, okay. We're going to be pulling him from the show. I understand. Is there any kind of other media related to the show? Is it like comic books and stuff like that? Or is it just the show? Honestly, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Fair but, enough. That's um, all right. We're, we're yeah. just going to be pulling him from the show. Yep. That's easy cool. enough. If, you, if there is anything, that's where we're getting him from. Yep. Then we'll close off this tab. And come on, computer. It's been a long time since I've recorded an episode. I've forgotten how to do it. When in the show are we going to be pulling him from? So the part, I think the most interesting um, Iroh that there is throughout the series is uh, after he breaks out of prison during the eclipse and mm-hmm. before all the drama is resolved. So he's... Um, basically a badass and um, he's known as the dragon I think of the of the west yeah of the west yep and um, and he kind of comes he was a lazy slob for a while just um, 
advising his uh, nephew Zuko, mm-hmm. but during this little prison stint, he turns into a badass again to uh, basically overthrow the king. Cool. And um, yeah, cool. From there, excellent, fantastic. And what is personality like? He's generally really super chill. Um, so, for instance, him and his nephew were just traveling, and he found a flower, and he. He thought, well, this either makes really delicious tea or it'll kill me. And he pondered this for a while and then he made tea out of it and it almost killed him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, really cool guy. <laughs> real, real cool. Trying to kill himself, it seems. Well, well, no, no, that's the thing. Is He's a big fan of tea. He's super, he's chill in that way, you know, big advocate. And he's like, well, I can't pass up the opportunity to possibly have this really rare delicious tea. And... Yeah. Right. Fair enough. That's fine. And what would you say his his traits? So his physical traits. Is he a big, strong, strong man? Is he more of a more of an older guy? So he was a bit of a fat piece of shit for the first half of the series. <laughs> um, and you know he didn't really do much of anything. He was more just an advisor in general, mm-hmm. um, and a voice of reason for Zuko, who was kind of like the action and the door and the whatever. Right. Um, but. The part we're pulling him from, he's basically... I don't know if you've seen the Star Wars, but I figured his name... You know you know that meme about him having, like, a fucking massive waist and he's, mm. like, a trunk? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like Iroh after the prison break. He's, he's, a, he's a beast. Right. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, what would you say are his powers and abilities? So, he's one oh. of the best firebenders of that time and mm. one of few people who can generate and channel lightning. Cool. Um, can he generate fire? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. He's okay. a he's a master firebender. All right. And, and for those of you who haven't seen the show, firebending is one of four elements you can bend. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's there's like later on they expanded on it. So you know, uh, for instance, uh, Toph in the series, uh, basically invents or discovers metal bending, right? Um, which prior to that moment hadn't existed. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff like that. But generally, there's four elements. Cool. And the elements are air, fire, wind, and water. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Air and wind are the same thing. I meant Earth. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Air, fire, like, Earth, yeah, and water. That sounds roughly right. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are the four elements. <laughs> and, and gas. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have any particular equipment that he carries? Um, Just his guns. Lefty and righty. <laughs> just lefty um, and righty. No, Not but, a special teapot or anything? No, no, no. Nothing like that, really. He's a minimalist, I think. Um, cool. But he... What is the equipment that he carries? Um, oh, right. Sorry. I wanted to mention as well, apart from the firebending and the lightning and such, he's also generally a really good martial artist because that's kind of, they build on the principle of martial arts, yep. you know, with the yep. form and such. So he's also a beast in, just physically in general. Cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I thought I'd go back to that. That's right. We're going back to that anyway. When you say oh, bending cool. and master of bending, what does that actually mean? Can he, like, he can generate fire? How much fire can he generate? Uh, depends. So uh, bending can be weaker or stronger depending on a few factors for instance waterbenders they're stronger when there's a full moon and it's mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. because you know water and that kind of themey shit gravity it's all gravity yeah yeah 100 <laughs> percent um uh, firebending becomes super super strong when there's a comet especially sozin's comet which is you know a huge deal in the story sure also um, still gravity good excellent yeah exactly. <laughs> more gravity there's a thing and it, it creates gravity <laughs> like everything else yeah. yep, yep 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 um but uh what was your question like what? What are the? How does? It, how much fire can he do? Right, right, what? Right. What are the actual limitations of bending? Yep. So could the, he turn things into fire, for example? Turn things into fire? No. It's more of a. It seems to be 
uh, going on the principle of chi. So you've got this energy within you and you use that chi or energy to generate the element that you were born into. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're, for instance, a citizen of the Fire Nation, your parents are most likely firebenders, you're most likely going to be a firebender, if at all. Right. Um, right. And it's basically, you can create fire out of your hands or fists or whatever iroh can also breathe fire like a dragon and that's cool. why he got the nickname or is that something reasons is that something special is that just something that he does he's, as he can I like think can anyone else do it one of three or two people that can do it or are known to do it cool um and he does it rather impressively as well when he does do it cool um yeah awesome what is his motivation when he's like what, what does he do what is he what is he trying to do what does he want so growing up, he, he was a massive cunt. Basically, he wanted to. <laughs> he had a dream that he would uh, take over the capital of the Earth Kingdom, right. and so he laid siege to it for six hundred days, I think, or three hundred days, or one hundred. A long time. An amount of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sort of days, <laughs> and um, and he didn't end up doing that because during the siege, his son, his only son, died, mm. and he turned from being a massive asshole into being. The basically full of regret and trying to redeem his character and you know maybe war isn't the way to go and then mm. he turned into this softy he kind of went into exile because everybody was like oh this wanker of a general couldn't overtake the kingdom da, da, da. <laughs> great shame upon the family kind of yep. situation yep. and then he found a connection with Zuko who kind of replaced his son in a sense and so his motivation largely is he wants to um, be a better person mm-hmm. Um and also father his child in well Zuko um, in a less I don't know antagonistic sort of he wants way. to raise him to be a good person yeah boom. there you go uh, easy yeah <laughs> done so yeah <laughs> alright and what are his weaknesses so he's like Superman's got kryptonite yep so water does double damage and uh, no just kidding um, <laughs> so really that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> what um, an odd thing <laughs> what does Earth do double damage to air? <laughs> Is this no, like the a opposite, weird... the opposite. But why would that happen? Anyway, <laughs> it seems like water would do dummy damage to everybody. Yeah, like yeah. water would just carve out the ground. Yeah, and wind especially. Have you ever seen rain? I mean, it's yeah, brutal. Look, look, please, please nerf water, <laughs> water to OP. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, if the balance team is listening, can you please? Um, no, but it's uh, it's not really a weakness thing so much as a... It's kind of like the four elements of life, I guess. That's the philosophy, you know, fire or whatever. And um, I know I live my life by the Earth philosophy. Yeah, well, I mean, me too. I'm pretty stubborn and slow to move, so. Um, <laughs> philosophy, never mind. <laughs> I mean, it's not really, but you know, there's the whole, mm. you know, which which uh, bender would you be if you were in the series and you take the quiz, and depending on how much of a stubborn, you know, such you are, or if you're airy, fairy might be airy, and then if, if you're, you're if you're hot-headed, you become fire. Exactly, yeah, you know, just your yeah. stereotypical shit. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um. Sorry, did you have a question? No, like, what are his flaws, basically, right, is the right, question. Right. So, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a huge, like, full disclaimer, I'm a huge fan of him. I don't think he's a, he's got any flaws. I think he's great. <laughs> um, but if you were to pick a fight with him, it would be because he's um, generally a pacifist. That's why he's exiled from the Fire Nation, mm-hmm. because he's not enough of a doer. Um, he, he also, I don't think he... I don't think he ever really fights anybody um, with any goal other than... Like, he gets mugged in one scene. Mm. And instead of being like, oh shit, a mugger, let's kill him. Yep. He goes, 
no, you're doing it wrong. Your stance is wrong. You're holding the knife <laughs> badly. And he teaches him how to mug people. Like, so, you know, some would say that's a bad thing. I personally think it's great. Would you say that his willingness to teach is kind of a weakness? No. No? I, I personally don't think so. I think it's great. Um, no, is it something that could be exploited then? It's probably a better way of putting it. If you're... Personally, again, I don't think so. Like, you, you know <laughs> oh, so he teaches the mugger and then what does the mugger do? Does he continue to mug him? No. If, if, if he continued to mug him, would he give his? Would he be mugged? What? 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 So if the mugger continued to mug Iroh, yeah, would he then allow himself to be mugged? Mm, probably not. He would uh, defend himself, but he wouldn't go. He wouldn't try to harm him. He would right. peacefully resolve the situation. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> That'll be fine. Yeah. He's he's like uh, Master Wigway Mug Mug. You know Kung Fu Panda, yes. the turtle? Yeah. And you know how the, the little shrimpy guy has the, the bad tiger as his yep. disciple? Yep. So basically, Iroh is like the guy <laughs> who such, can sense... Such vivid description. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a... Uh, yeah, that's why I have no title, really. I couldn't... <laughs> I yeah. couldn't I am... <laughs> I'm not... Um, What's the word? Qualified for anything, really. <laughs> that's um, okay. Neither am I. <laughs> so, that's all right. We got we have enough information from Iroh. That's okay. Okay, okay. All cool, right. cool, so cool. So, where is the first place that you would want to take Uncle Iroh to put him into? Where would I want to take him? Well, you've suggested the sun, and I don't know if that's too much of a... <laughs> I don't think that was... <laughs> I think that's a bit of a leap. I don't... He's not that much of a firebender. Um, Seems like he should be, though. If he's got the power to bend fire, he can bend the fire around the sun. Yeah, I earth. mean, if... And he's more powerful when a comet's exactly. nearby. He'd become a comet. Exactly. Comet Iroh. Yep. I like it. <laughs> anyway. The new story. <laughs> but what, what universe would you like to take him to? Because that's a different problem. Look, I was thinking about this. You asked me earlier. I thought that it would be super funny if um, we took uh, the peaceful version of him, I suppose, into the Scooby-Doo universe. Because he would be like... <laughs> Why the fuck are you guys going around in a van trying to pull masks off people? Let's just all have a good time and drink tea. And okay. he would like be in the back of the van, probably with Shaggy, actually. <laughs> sounds like him and Shaggy would get yeah, along quite well. Yeah, that would be really super cool, I think. I think he might be a bit confused, though, because I think he might not... Well, you might be confused. I don't think that he would be like, let's not do anything. He would probably be intrigued as to why they're doing it. Yeah, Want to find no, out right. more about it. percent right, yeah. And then after studying them, because he's an older guy, he's got a he's mm. got years of wisdom behind mm, it. Mm, mm. He'd be like, well, you know, you guys always walk into the situation completely unprepared, completely willing to accept. Have I you should, seen Scooby-Doo? Disclaimer. <laughs> you haven't seen Scooby-Doo? Look, I honestly don't like the show. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it was... I was like, look, it's another dude in a mask. I know yeah, the it's ending. I don't have to watch this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. But I really like the idea of him going in a van with these people who are obsessed with these crimes. I think the, the <laughs> dynamic is funny enough on its own, but I don't care about the show. Well, look, that, that's not how this show works, though. So we're stuck with this for a while. <laughs> anyway, so what, what I imagine would happen would be the first time he's like, oh, is, is it a monster? Is it a ghost? Yeah, and he'd yeah. be like, yeah, let's, let's go investigate. Yep, yep. And then Velma would lose her glasses because, of course, she would. Yeah, because they're there and they're... Yeah, Shaggy and Scooby would be scared by the monster because, mm. of course, they would. And yep. Fred and Daphne would be walking around trying to find clues. Doesn't Daphne always try and get with... What's his face, Fred? Fred, a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Mm. But then, and then you know they'd be they'd be fine. And Fred would be too keen. He'd be like, no, I want to find the monster. Yeah. I want to find out what's happening. He seems a bit obsessive. He, he's a little bit. Just, he, a, just a smidge, and with the with the with the thing, the scarf, the but not quite. Yeah, the ascot. Yeah, is he a bit? Is he a bit on the the feminine side? No, Maybe no, not he's just a, he's a he's an old nineteen forties strapping young man. Ah, 
he's right, a he's right. a hero. I'm with you. Okay, okay. But I think it would be the first time they'd be like, oh, it, it turned out to be a guy. I would be like, oh, that makes sense. I guess it was a guy all along. Mm-hmm. And the next time it'd be like, this is the same thing. It wasn't a spirit from the spirit world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The second time, be like, guys, guys, this this is literally it, it's We've the done same this before. It's it's, it's the yeah. same thing. It's even the same tricks. <laughs> like, look, it's a, it's not a real ghost. So what you're saying is he'd come to the same conclusion as me. It's is, dumb. This is boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think he would then start hanging out more with Shaggy and Scooby because they're yeah. funny. Yeah. And because they do, they keep getting surprised Wait, in the same ways. Do, do you think that Iroh would be a stoner? No, I don't. I think he'd be, he'd be yeah. chill, but he'd be like, no, he drinks tea. He yeah, doesn't drink alcohol. That, he drinks. His, yep. Okay. See, I don't think he ever wants to lose control of his senses. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. But it would be the second time. Be like, this is. It's, it's not a gross. It's a guy. It's that guy. It's like the only <laughs> other guy who's here is definitely. Him. There's a town. There's one person in it, and there's shit going on. I wonder. <laughs> it's definitely him. <laughs> and then he'd be like, I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and eventually, would just be devolved into him being like, Oh my god, this yeah. is. And he wouldn't want to give his firebending away. I don't think he'd ever want to use his firebending. You reckon? No, because they they freak out about ghosts. What are they going to do when they find out? They are naive, aren't they? And what are they going to do when they find out the person they're traveling with, who's been talking with them, helping them solve mysteries, suddenly Mm. learns how to control fire? And lightning. Yeah. You know what, though? That would be really cool, because it seems everywhere they go, the weather's shit and there's plenty of lightning. (laughs) Like, I've seen three episodes, lightning everywhere. (laughs) It's always a bit spooky. (laughs) (laughs) The the spookiness, spooky factor, he might be able to channel the lightning away. Mm. Or, you know what? Oh no, another haunted mansion. Oh no, another haunted fucking fairground. Burn it down. <laughs> Actually, no, he'd be peaceful. No, he about wouldn't it. want to do that. Yeah. yeah God damn I think it. The only thing he might do is if he eventually gets to the point where he's like, I'm sick of this, I want to mm. use my fire, yep. is he'll channel lightning into himself uh-huh. and then it'll make it look like he was struck by lightning and then got magic powers from it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh no, it seems that the lightning gave me magical power yeah. to control fire <laughs> because that's how that works. Lightning and fire are totally the same thing. Oh, you know what? He'd, he'd get sick of the same shit day and day. Yeah, and he'd be mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to make this whole thing look like an accident. The van was struck by lightning. <laughs> Only I survived. The, like, this is the end of the road for you guys. <laughs> I don't think you... I think he's... From what you described, it sounds like he's a more peaceful man. He really that. is. But I like the idea of it. <laughs> he might even he might even get Shaggy to stop being such a stone. Mm. Like, Shaggy's a cult... Shaggy's yeah, no, definitely right. high all the time. I feel like he would definitely try and straighten out the, the crew. Mm. And um, like he, he'd help them become better mystery solvers, I think. Yeah. And also, doesn't doesn't Fred have like an unhealthy dependence on his parents or an unhealthy relationship with them ah, or something? In the later series, it was came out that Fred was actually a part of a chain. The Mystery Gang is not... Oh, the Mystery Ink Gang is not the first Mystery Ink Gang. <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> Twist. Wow. And his dad, who or the man he thought was his dad, was actually not his dad. It was, was just like a tutor sort of kind mentor. of something like that, and then his real dad was actually part of the the previous Mystery Ink gang or something. I don't know. It's all a nightmare. Of wait, webs wait. Of lies. So they decided to add a new element to the story at one point. <sighs> it was long. It was way after wow. the first series. It was like the fifth series. Credit to the writers for doing that eventually. <laughs> <laughs> new writing stuff. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, well that's overall do you think do you think that he would have enjoyed his new home if we put him in the Scooby Doo? I I think he would have I think he would have made a really good home in the back of the van with his tea set. I think he would have had his hands full with those wankers. Um, you know, maybe try and balance out the psychotic obsession of Fred and maybe, you know, maybe have what's her name? Daphne maybe stop stop 
obsessing over Fred. Yeah, maybe yeah. have have a sense of self there and he, get, he gets Velma a chain for her glasses so when they fall off it just falls yeah. on her neck she's like oh, oh my glasses put them back on yeah I think overall they would just become better people better mm. at solving mysteries and um, maybe they would choose better places to visit you know <laughs> maybe <laughs> 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 All right, well, that's one thing. So the next place I was thinking, it's a little bit different from Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you? It's uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah. Specifically Pacific Rim Uprising. Now, this this might surprise your listeners, but I also don't know about this show. That's all right. Look, it, it will come as a surprise to listeners that I've seen something. Because <laughs> I haven't seen anything. Okay, okay, okay. But Pacific Rim, if those of you don't know, it's basically a live-action mech anime. So in the first movie, okay. monsters called kaiju start coming from their dimension. And just start wrecking everything. Like they just start blowing mm. things up, destroying buildings. Do they have a motive? Well, in the first movie, no. They just show up and they're just there. Mm. And it's like, well, why? What are they doing? And then it turns out they were sent by someone, some some people. Space Jesus? No, alternate dimension Jesus. <laughs> okay, okay. But they were sent. They were sending them to terraform the planet. Ah, oh, right. So for what they, purpose? So then the, the I think it's called the Forerunners. It might not be the Forerunners. Whoever it is, we're going to call them Forerunners. I don't think it's Forerunners. Okay. But so that they could then come to Earth. And live on Earth. Okay. I think their planet's falling apart. Of course it is. Yeah. That's always the way. But humanity's resolved to these giant monsters attacking. Now, if you, you're, let's say you're in charge of humanity and giant monsters start attacking. I'm in charge. You're of in charge humanity. of all of humanity. I really like this idea. It, it's a great idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's, but let's say giant monster attacks and you're like, shit, giant monster, what do we do? Mm. What would you do? Well, first, as, okay, channeling my inner Iroh. Um, no, forget Iroh, just you, like you personally. This, is, this, is, this has nothing hey, to do with Iroh. Me Iro. personally, I would channel my inner Iroh in that situation. What would <laughs> Iroh do? Just be chill. <laughs> yeah. Try and drink tea with no, the monster. No, no, because he's, he's an amazing general. Like, mm. um, I think what he would do is he would figure out the weaknesses of this thing because that's what a general would do, mm-hmm. and then he would fuck it up. Mm, mm, mm. It's a two-step process. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, that's not what they do. They build giant robots because, of course, build giant robots. Why not? Is this like... This is like, how can I masturbate to the idea of Godzilla without reverting to Godzilla? Pretty much. It's interesting, though, because the studio actually has the rights to Godzilla, so they could have put Godzilla in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but that's wow, not Wow, okay, that's a coincidence. <laughs> that's not that important. So, they build giant robots, and the giant robot can't be piloted by one person. It has to be piloted by two people. Because, of course, it does. Because that's, that's how this the- works. Okay. The giant okay. robot, by Let's the way, is that. piloted by moving your body. So one person would make much more sense than two people. So what? One one does the legs, or is it like no, one you, person you gets be one sync. leg and one no, arm? No, you, you both you both have. I don't understand what happens when you don't do the same thing. Wait, you literally have to. You have to be in sync with each other. It's like okay, left arm. Here we go. Punch, and you both have to punch. Is this like if that guy who did the test on twins made machines? Is that kind like... of kind of a little bit? Yeah, but like you if you go through this process called a drift. And you drift together and you mind link together so you get each other's memories. It's a whole weird thing. Why don't we do that? I feel because like... Because it's not real. <laughs> Quit crushing my dreams, man. <laughs> but the whole point of all this is... <laughs> is that they build these giant robots. They stop the apocalypse. And it's a classic line from Idris Elba. It's like, we're cancelling the apocalypse. Mm. It's a very, very mm. inspirational line. Mm. Then 10 years later... <laughs> the same thing happens? Kind of, but not quite. God. They've moved on from giant robots. Like giant okay. robots, they they're not great. We're gonna instead have giant robots controlled by drones. Okay. Drone okay. pilots. Okay, okay. Yep, yep, yep. And then it turns out the company manufacturing them is being helmed by a guy who was fundamental in stopping them the first time. Except twist, he's a bad guy now. 
I dun, did dun, not dun. see that coming. <laughs> Again, credit to the writers. Yeah, look, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and he's a bad guy because during the first movie, they, melt, they did the drift thing with yeah. the alien mind. And he fell oh. in love with the alien mind. Wait, he did? Yeah. The, the, the owner of the company or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the guy. The yeah, guy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He fell in love with... Himself, right? Because at that point, basically, you're the one person. Yeah, basically himself. But he, he took the brain. Oh, he took this. He fell in love with it. Took the brain and kept it alive for the last ten years, and keeps merging with, like melding with it every night. Is that like sex? It's kind of like it's kind of a bit like sex. It's a very rapey too, because the brain clearly yeah. isn't into it. It's like, ugh. yeah, taken like literally taken. That's an out of body experience if ever I've yeah. heard one. <laughs> so <laughs> well, they, they does that, and it turns out that because he's been doing that, he's been mind controlled by the aliens now. Oh, right. And okay. all the drone robots are now aliens inside drone robots. Mm, mm. And that's the big, the big whoa. And they reopen the rift and everything in Pacific Rim 2. Right. So I think we should put Iro in Pacific Rim 2. That sounds absolutely horrible. I feel bad about this decision. <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, okay. Because okay. we'll drop him maybe at the end of number one. So right at the end of number one. Because okay. then he's got 10 years to acclimate. I'm sure he'll live 10 years, won't he? He's an old dude, but yeah, he'll yeah, make it. Yeah, he'll yeah, make yeah, it yeah, in ten yeah, years. Yeah. He'll be an old dude, and so he he comes. They drop him off, and they're, they're celebrating the end of the giant the giant monsters. Mm, mm. The giant monsters, by the way, can channel electricity, right? <laughs> and well, breathe fire. Useful. Really? Yeah. So this is like iRobot machine. Yeah, basically, no, not the machines. The monsters. The machines just have oh, like swords. The, the machines fight the monsters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the machines are just like punch and sword, right. and punch and shield. Oh wait. Really? Yeah. So wait, we have the technology to build giant robots and we give them swords. Yep. Yep. Credit to the writers again. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Yeah, and no, the, twist. The thing, this drove me insane in the first movie. They're fighting and then halfway through the movie they find out they have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like, what? oh, these are your functions what? or anything. It's just like, we're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting. Hey, look, a sword. That's like, Bonk. That's like, that's even worse than training day. <laughs> that's like... Oh, that's horrible. Anyway, so my thinking is we put him in there and, you know, Iroh's got no money. He's got nothing. He's got to sort of find a way to survive. And the way that you find a way to survive is to scavenge. Well, he was actually a beggar in the series at one point. Well, there you go. Yep. So beggars don't really get much attention in Pacific Rim. So you need to sort of become a scavenger. And I think over oh, the next right. 10 years, he would probably learn a lot about the robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've got to scavenge yep. the pieces, sell them off, use that money to survive. Is that like in Star Wars with the woman and uh, she's getting the stuff? And right. Then- yeah, that's yeah, the one. yeah, 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 like that. It's cool. pretty much exactly like that, and it's a well, it's a plot element in Pacific Rim Two, where a girl who's been doing that exact thing and she built a small robot, mm-hmm. like R two T two or whatever, no. the, the little the circular thing, <laughs> not that not BB eight, not that small. <laughs> Giant robot is like the size of a skyscraper. Small robot is the size of a small house. Oh, impressive. Yeah, so she, nice. she built that well from scratch. But I think Iro, Iro would start doing, you know, scavenging and also maybe putting on displays for money. I imagine. Like, like what kind of displays like are we fire, talking? Like fire juggling. Oh, right, right. Like a show. Yeah. Okay. Well, he did dance for money at one point in the yeah, show. So, so yeah, it's, it's in his blood. Yeah, yep. exactly. So cool, be, cool, there cool. you go. So he does that. He sort of entertains for a bit street, yeah, street performer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that he would start doing that, but he'd get attention. Like they'd mm. be watching them be like, you're not actually getting fire from anywhere. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, creating yeah. that fire for sure. Yep. And the government start watching him. I like this premise. I really do. <laughs> Are you saying 
so I think from there, what would happen is they'd start doing because this this leader person, he's in charge mm. of humanity, is what you're saying. No, 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 he's, he's, he's in charge of one company. I was just asking you what you do because the oh, solution is not giant robots. Right. Giant robots is not the solution. <laughs> no, but the solution was obviously giant robots with swords that they didn't know they have. Mm, you know what a better yeah. solution would be? There's a, there's a rift, right? And it, it it doesn't move. It's just a hole. Yeah. Maybe put a giant machine gun on top of the hole. Wow, you nothing comes too much through the hole. <laughs> nothing comes through the <laughs> hole, or just the, the giant robots don't live near the hole. They live like a country over. What? M- They're move? not even stationed by the danger. No, because the the rift could theoretically open up anywhere, but it keeps opening up here <laughs> in the same spot. Look, we really like this spot. We're just yeah, gonna look, keep going back here. Giant robot lives at the rift. Wow, that would be my solution. But you know, whatever. I feel like I feel like this is taking a bit of a detour into trash talking movies. It does. It always does. <laughs> I like it. I like it though. Anyway, so Iro, right, Iro is right. being watched by the government. I think he would be kidnapped, and then they'd find a way to harness his power or his lightning at least, at the very least. Like, well, his, I don't, I don't know that dope. he would be doing lightning as a like fire juggling is something that we actually have in real life. Yeah, we don't really have many lightning jugglers. Well, no, but as if he's trying to keep a low profile, once they started doing tests on him, like the government picks up that he's not using Mm. the fire, he's generating the fire. Mm. They'd be like, "What else can this guy do?" And then they'd Mm. start like, "And you've said that um, there's something lightning related about the robots." I'm sure they would eventually stumble. The monsters can generate. The monsters can generate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So he'd be resistant to it, or he'd defend himself from it, or something. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) Well, I don't know about any of that, but I think (laughs) that they would look. They would look at it and say, "Okay, well." If the ro- if the monsters come back, we need to really base our defenses on a bit more than just a robot that punches. Yep. And I think that they yep. would try and get him to teach them firebending. Now, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it, it would, would not work. In it, I I I will just stop you right there. Mm-hmm. It seems to be like a, these people are born with it. Like maybe it's Maybelline sort yeah. of situation. Yeah. Um. So I think it would be a a bit of a waste. Eventually, I think they'd just use him as a weapon. But that's the thing. It would be a bit of a waste. But how long does it take to learn firebending as a firebender? Um, a couple of years. Shit. Well, uh, well, I think it's like a bloodline thing where mm. you know, or, or the Star Wars thing where you've got it in your blood, and if you've got it really strong, it's easy and quick. And if you don't, well, you're a bit of a useless tosspot. Yeah, um, and he's from royal blood, isn't? He? Exactly. Yeah, yeah so he was he, in line to be the king. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to be the strongest. So the yeah. thinking is that my thinking would be how if you got weak. If you weaken the power. Look, if you weaken the power, you're probably looking at like 25 to be half decent. But mm. if like Prince Zuko, I think in the show, he's probably around 13, 15. Right. Um, and he's he's pretty decent, but he's again, royal blood. So. Yeah. So that doesn't mean if they come to him and say, look, we need you to help us teach mm. us how to use your abilities. Mm. I'm like, well, I'm royalty, so I was able to do it instantly. Mm, mm. It's going to take me a few years to teach you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 100%. and he's, he's studied all them. He said he studied all of the all the books. He studied all the elements. He can't control the other ones, but he can. Yeah, he knows in, the in a philosophical sense, he studied them to try and gain a better understanding of everything as a whole, so he can better fire bend and of it. That's how he learns how to channel lightning, for mm. instance. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah yeah because he thinking would be well, he would explain to them look there's four elements mm. you can control mm-hmm. you're either fire earth whatever. And <laughs> We've gone through this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna say fire like five times, <laughs> which doesn't even work too many times. But he's like, these are the elements you can control, and this is how you control them. Mm-hmm. And like, it takes a lot of concentration, a lot of pressure. I'm happy to teach you. Yeah, but it's gonna take a long time before yeah. you see any results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
say about 15, 15 years. Can we can we work on the premise that it's like the Dragon Ball Z thing where even if you're not born a Saiyan, you can do that meditating thing where you get the ball of yellow whatever it is no because that's not how the show works okay no, fair and that's enough, not how enough. this show works not how the movie works you're born with it that's how it is okay so okay. it's going to be a fruitless endeavor okay, okay but the cool. point is he says up front it's going to be a few years like maybe five years minimum before you do you reckon he does it to keep himself like this is going to take a while guys you may not see any results for about 20 years i've got about 20 years left to live <laughs> i think may he does or may it. Not. i think it's a bit of both it's like <laughs> I, i'm gonna help them but also they're gonna kill me yeah, yeah, exactly so yeah. it's like about, and this is about five years after pacific rim one mm. five years from Pacific Rim too. Yeah, yeah. So he's teaching them, and they're not getting anywhere. Like they're learning yeah. the moves, they're not getting any sparks, they're not getting any control. So essentially, it's just fancy dancing. Yeah, That's what he's yeah. Got basically, it's like this is how you do it. You this, yeah. you do this, and fire comes out. And yeah. They do this, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe you're not firebenders, maybe you're waterbenders. So <laughs> another five years on top of that, <laughs> and so it goes. Yeah, and so. Then the robots, or then the, the monsters start coming back. Uh, yeah, Pacific yeah, Room yeah, Two yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the brain thing, and yeah, like this, that the brain thing's happening while it's all happening, but that's all fine. So, how big of an influence does this one guy with the brain have over the rest of the world, considering he controls the robots that defend the well, world from the things? He's secretly in charge of the business. Like the, the CEO of the business doesn't know that he's planted in. Oh. It's it's all secret behind the scenes. Like stuff. like uh, the canary in the Simpsons of the power plant. Mr. Burns isn't actually in charge. Yeah. It's all the canary. Basically. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's a direct parallel it's if ever exactly I've seen one. exactly the same. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How could I have not seen? <laughs> but it's, it's very much he's a secretly, yeah. Yeah, yeah He's yeah, secretly yeah. in okay. of these things. So he's in charge of them just because that's how secret things work. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. And so they, the monsters come and they have to get to Mount Fuji. Literally? They literally have to get to Mount Fuji. If they get to Mount Fuji, then they'll be able to blow up Mount Fuji and destroy the world. That's the that's the story. This is an American movie, by the way. American an an movie. American movie. I was yep. gonna say, wow, that's a bit wanky, but No, it's an American movie. That's that's how that works. Is that like a let's be friends kind of No, it's just this is very clearly live action anime, so let's just make right. it like it's an anime. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I think once the ro- once the robots start changing from robots to robot alien hybrids, mm. they'll send Ira onto the field and be like, "You need to stop this. Mm, mm. The robots are not working. <laughs> the robots are being destroyed." Oh, by the way, in the series, I think, um, shit, what's his name? The the current king, the the bad guy, basically yeah. BBEG. Um, he can actually fly. Or kind of launch himself. I don't know. I forget which. Pressure. Using yeah, right. Yeah. So fire, it's like Iron Man kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not even that. You can just create a small pressure fan behind you and then explode that pressure and you can go flying. Exactly. Yeah. You just propel yourself like using grenades in games. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it does less that's, damage. That's, that's um a solid plan. Yeah, that, uh, but I think it would be sent him out there. He would be ready to go. Like, okay, yeah. let's do this, and then he would be absolutely destroyed. You reckon? Yes. So Okay, so because I haven't seen it, I don't know what they're capable of, but what is he up against? Well, he's up against initially... It's, uh, it's complicated. <laughs> in the first movie, they <laughs> categorize the monsters into from category one to category five. That that seems like a good system. Yeah, yeah. five is... They have never seen a five, but they would. They, it destroys... I'm, I'm sorry. They've got a category for something they haven't seen. Yes. Like category three is big monster probably needs two robots. Category four is... Even bigger monster has special powers. Probably needs like five robots. So is this like a size-based system? No, size and abilities. So size and also one that comes out that has EMPs, so it destroys the robots. So these things from this other world, how... I'm struggling to understand how these things come to exist in the first place. It's never really... 
address? No. Okay. <laughs> they can make them. Oh, here's, so here's one with these abilities. Deal with that, yeah, humans. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But these new ones that come out, so the number two comes out, and the monsters show up. There's two Category 4s and a Category 5. Mm. So you need wow. like 10 robots. Wow, do they have 10 robots at their No, disposal? they have three robots in the world. Oh, and they're controlled by this cunt. Oh, no, three robots that aren't controlled by the guy. Right, and how many are controlled by him? At this point, zero, because this is his backup plan, because they stopped the they stopped the robots. Okay. The bad robots. Wait, can we can we come up with a name for the dude with the alien who has sex with it? I don't know. His name's Charlie, I think. Charlie, okay, Charlie, Charlie. cool. Okay. Anyway, so he's he does this thing, and then the, the two, sorry, the three monsters merge together. To be the size of like five skyscrapers. Can they do that? Is that just it's never, it, it just happens. It's never mentioned before. It never does anything. They just merge together to make okay. a gigantic monster. Okay. And this monster just would ignore anything. Like its toenail is the size of a person. Is that like um, when I come over and jump on your back and we become super intimidating? I mean, sure. Because that's totally... <laughs> yep, why not? It's again <laughs> this a direct is... parallel. <laughs> <laughs> but this is... Yeah, the monster actually merges and becomes a bigger monster. It's okay. not just four, three put together monsters it's like nope now we're this monster yeah okay yeah. okay but I think it would come we'll just stomp him and that would be the end of Ira doesn't have to be a happy ending I, I, I want to I want to agree with you but I also want Ira to live no so he, he did how, is this is this guy like super the, the alien monster? The, the merged thing Um, is it super fast is it it's just super it? it's super indestructible super, super indestructible super indestructible that's not, right not, not, not regular indestructible, indestructible super indestructible wow <laughs> super strong it's got the ability to breathe fire wait is this like an independence day situation where they they crack the firewall and they put a virus <laughs> on it and then suddenly it's super weak to everything and they kick its ass no it's more of a bullshit situation where they just bullshit their way through and cut it to pieces <laughs> Actually, can no, you, they, they drop you, out of the sky. They drop out of space like a comet. What? They drop the robots out of space. Like a comet. Like onto the thing? Like onto the thing. So it's impact damage. Yeah. That is the least creative solution <laughs> I've ever heard. It's actually quite a creative solution considering the, the other solution was punch it. Again, credit to the writers. <laughs> amazing, amazing strategy. But the point of all that was <laughs> Iro dead. <laughs> Now, where are we off to next? Look, okay, no, okay, now, again, <laughs> before we conclude, I feel like he would know his limits, even if the army sent him if out. If he doesn't like, stop the robot, if he doesn't stop the monster, the monster can destroy the planet. But wouldn't, wouldn't so Iroh have been on the team of, let's get these guys and do an orbital strike? Like, wouldn't he have been in on that? It was a last second decision. <laughs> I feel like it sounded like It one. was. A, yeah, okay. Okay, so let me Let me give you the rundown. They... <laughs> up until this point, have been delivering these giant robots by helicopter. With giant helicopters? No, two, just two helicopters. Just two helicopters that pick up the giant robot, drop them off. And then Are these super indestructible helicopters no, that have a lot very of carrying destructible, capacity? they're very destructible helicopters. Like, you could probably push them out of the sky. <laughs> That's a safe system for delivering these super precious robots. Yes, so this one guy has been working on fuel to, like, make rockets that can deliver them all over the world without mm. without super destructible because helicopters. Because why wouldn't you just station them there in the first place? Because it could be anywhere. Like, at of this point, the rift, could be, the rift could open anywhere, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've only got four robots because, you know, let's not build more robots. Yeah, why would you? It's let's leave all Earth. of our defense in the hands of one guy company making drones yeah that's a good idea yeah yeah dumb so <laughs> <laughs> so they've got this ro- they've got this rocket ship that is in testing mm-hmm. and you you put the you hook the robot on the robot gets fueled up and uses jet boots to fly to where it's going okay but the fuel is very hard to make and very difficult to obtain because it's made from alien blood 
Yep. A moment of silence. Yep. <laughs> and so when they're fighting this monster, like we literally can't stop the monster. The monster's killed every other robot. We're the last robot left. Mm. Let's just try jumping. Like let's just try putting on the rock, the rocket ship, flying to space, and then landing on it like a meteor. Wait a second. So let's just go back to the fuel made by the alien blood thing for uh-huh. a second. Uh-huh. Who in their right mind thinks it's a good idea to depend? on the thing you're fighting against for the capacity to fight against the thing you're fighting against. That's why it's only in prototype stages because it's Mm. part of the we Mm. can't do that. But when it destroys the entire military and you've only got a robot and a rocket ship left, you try what you got. Yeah, okay, okay. It is, I've been summarizing very quickly, it's very much a humanity is basically destroyed. Okay. And we've got what we've got. What's left. Let's just put it together. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just put these two pieces together and see what happens. (laughs) But yeah, Ira gets destroyed. Okay. And then the room, then nothing really changes. I'm, I'm unhappy with this, but okay. <laughs> well, it's okay because you get to pick the ne- the next destination, so pick somewhere where he doesn't oh, die. Shit. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm mildly unprepared for this. Oh I, god. I had I had something. You had I told like you. five. You said. Yeah. What were they? I don't remember. Oh, Archer. I wanted <laughs> to put him in the Archer universe as you know one of the spies, one of the gang. One of the gang. You know, like, and again, I think it would be a Scooby Doo situation where he's like, "You guys are all fucked up. <laughs> you know, you need some tea. You need to chill the hell out." Do you think that he can solve a lot of their problems because they mostly have personality problems? Um. At the very least, I think he would be able to get the um, owner to dispose of the giant black dildo in her desk. I think that would be like sure, and also to cut ties with, um, what is it, the KGB affiliation as well as um, which, by the way, is is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, this is going to come as a surprise, but I have uh, not seen Archer. The only Archer thing I've seen <gasps> is the one where he's a Velociraptor. That's is that not a dream? It's it's just the first episode, except everyone's Velociraptors. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's. It was just a bonus feature. I just yeah. Thought, I, someone said, watch the episode about Velociraptors. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, honestly, I went through the series and then I would go back to the ones I really like. So mm. I don't really strongly remember <laughs> that one. Fine. It was not actually an episode. Oh. It was a bonus feature on the DVD. Literally. Yeah. You have it? No. What? What? So wait, so you know... Someone showed it to me. Okay, right. Okay. <laughs> doesn't matter. Sense. So... But Archer, I'd say it seems like they all have personality problems, though, that 100%. could be solved by someone being chill and patient and talking to them. So, yeah, in one episode, uh, Archer, a line he comes out with is, if I stop drinking, I'm afraid that the collective hangover would actually kill me. And apparently that's a thing, and he does drink <laughs> enough for that to be a concern. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, they all one's, one's a complete sex addict, one has mm-hmm. huge... They all have issues. They're mm-hmm. all balls mm-hmm. of issues. It's yep. yeah. As I, I, I he, do you think he would sit down with them and actually spend time with them and get through this? Look, I want to say yes, but I feel like he would get shot for being so peaceful. <laughs> like he would just not gel with the team at all. Could do? You, all right, this is a different question. Do you think he could use his fire burning skills to stop the bullets like leaving the gun? Do you reckon he has the reflexes for that? I. Like here's the trigger. No, here's no, the stack going I, off, I don't and then so. stop that explosion so the bullet doesn't come. Like out. the worst thing that the um the universe of the last end bender has to deal with is other benders and possibly arrows, I suppose. And arrows aren't that fast. Uh, yeah, not only that, they're a bit flammable, so <laughs> you can just destroy them. <laughs> yeah, there's not much of a threat there. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, well, there we go. I think that's a very quick summary on Archer, but yeah, he probably would help them get through their issues. Would he take Archer on as a son? 
as a son or like a pseudo son oh god i think archer has so many fathers so uh, you, you don't know this but he um he has a possibility of three fathers uh-huh. because his mother's a whore yep and um one of them is the K- the uh KGB person who agent? runs no the person who runs the kgb uh-huh. um because why not and um <laughs> it's the intelligence community it's so tight knit yeah know? yeah yeah <laughs> um i don't know whether he'd be able to solve that issue i feel like archer would get really uh i don't know like why the fuck are you talking to me about this i don't give a shit even though he does mm-hmm. and then maybe he might just kill him <laughs> i don't you know he's, he's not a trigger happy sort of person but he's also not one to confront his issues mm-hmm. unless he's absolutely smashed right well, I mean, look, you I gave you the chance to have an alive IRA by you choosing the word and you chose when he's going to get shot. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's super funny. <laughs> I really like the idea of it. Right. Yeah. I mean, really peaceful guy, super fucked up spy agency. What could go wrong? Sure. Sure. Everything. Everything, Everything could, could go wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, well, where we want to go to next is this is going to be a bit spoiler for you because you haven't watched it, but Bleach. Yeah, because no. the movie just recently came out in Japan. It was a great movie, mm-hmm. but it's. Have um, you seen it? Yes. There you go. There you, exactly. Uh, props <laughs> to you. <laughs> <laughs> but so we, I think Bleach would be a good place to put it next because they, ah, uh, you don't know anything about it, do you? I know that the name of the show is Bleach, and, and it's not related to the show at all. Yeah, I've yeah yeah all disappointed right disappointed so, when I found that out. Okay, well, I'll give you just a really basic rundown of this ridiculously complicated show. <laughs> there are three types of oh, sorry, four types of creatures. There are okay. boring humans, mm-hmm. and that's the baseline for everything. Everything is boring human plus something else. Then there okay, is so it's like a foundation of human. Yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. get some a bit of a bit of dragon or a bit of vampire. Yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Then there's Shinigami, who uh, once more Shinigami. Shinigami. Okay. Yep. The death gods. They sit, what they do is their job is to find souls and send them to heaven. Wait, is that not like from Death Note? What are they called? They're also called Shinigami. Different okay, kind of death so god. <laughs> Completely different kind of death so god. So it's just like the word for death god maybe yeah. in Japanese? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. So, they, so they, they, their job is to go through and find souls, send them to heaven. Is that in, in an active sense? Yes. So they go around killing people? Oh, no, not, not that active, no. <laughs> oh, okay. In an active sense of, well, I'm going to run down this street and see what spirits are stuck here, and then I'm going to send them oh, to heaven. Oh, so they kind of just linger, and these guys go around helping them yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. So yep. they're cool people, essentially. Yeah, kind of. Cool. Yep. Then there's spirits, who are just people who have died and okay. can't move on. Yeah. Then there's hollows, who are people who have died, can't move on, and turned into giant monster demons. And is that because like, they linger around, don't get collected, and they get pissed off and angsty? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And then like the the bacteria in the afterlife eats away at their soul and then eats so, their heart. Sorry, what? Bacteria in the afterlife? It's it's the best way to explain it. It's bacteria. Do bacteria have souls? No. Bacteria don't <laughs> have souls. What about trees, Zach? No, trees, trees have no souls. I don't think we can continue this no, podcast. That's right. <laughs> and then basic humans also have the abil- some abilities. So some abilities, some people get, they can control their spirit energy. And some people turn that into like arrows and use a bow and arrow. Wait, wait, wait. So is this like a spirit arrow or can they manifest actual arrows? It's not really clear. <laughs> sometimes it's spirit arrows. Sometimes it's real arrows. Mm, and that, that seems nice and consistent. Yep, yep, yep. And then one guy, one guy, <laughs> for some reason, can just punch a beam of light. Okay, so it's like not. Is he, it like a punches fist a beam at the end of the light? No, or it's is just it a beam. Light? It's just like a beam of light that does a lot of damage. How fast does it travel Pretty at the fast. speed of light? No, sadly not. So it, it it looks like light, but it's not. Exactly. So okay. it's like plasma. 
Okay. <laughs> Regardless, that's the basic <laughs> baseline of Bleach. I'm with you, I'm with you. And so the monsters are called Hollows, and they grow to gigantic, like monstrous size. Mm-hmm. And the only way to defeat them is to break their mask. Break their mask? Yes, they wear masks. Is that Does it, does the mask like kind of keep them... Does it like unite their essence into kind a of. manifestable form? Kind of, yeah. Like it's not exactly that, but you can think of it like that. Right, okay, okay. And so they're, what happens then is that that's just the basic creatures. Mm. Heaven is a place called Soul Society. Mm. In Soul Society, the Shinigami are broken up into 13 houses. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you've got the Soul Society in the Heaven and the Death Gods have 13, did you say classes? Clans. Clans, sorry. Clans, basically. I said houses, but clans is probably a better way of putting it. Okay. And okay. each of those clans specializes in a certain thing. Like the fourth clan specializes in healing. The 11th clan specializes in fighting. So, uh, the fourth clan, the healing clan, do they heal the dead? They heal the Shinigamis. They heal the other Shinigamis? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a society where they basically, like, they all have jobs. Yeah, pretty much. Right, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. But it's their job to go through and stop the giant monsters from destroying the real world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I won't go into the rest because the rest isn't that relevant <laughs> to what we're talking about mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. about halfway through the show. Okay. <laughs> but all the all the Shinigami have a special power. Yeah. Like they their sword is it's called a Zanpakuto, but it's just a sword. Uh-huh. And they can release it to its second form. It's not just a sword. It's Zach. just a sword. Don't start um, with uh, I think. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a sword. Shut up. <laughs> but they can release their sword to its second form, which gives it some powers. So it's a sword with powers. Now it's a sword with powers. It wasn't before, it is now. <laughs> like one one guy, he can just shoot a beam of light because that's basic attack. Another guy, he can his sword extends. And so he'll like he'll go out and he'll just use it as an extendy sword. Okay, so does it does it maintain its point or does it turn into something else? Or? It, it maintains its shape but just extends. Okay, okay. Yep. And another guy can create oh, sorry, one of the girls can create ice. So she'll sit there and she'll just like point at you and you'll turn to ice. Mm-hmm. 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 Makes sense? Yep. Yep. So this is where I think Ira would probably flourish is the fact that he has fire bending yeah. <laughs> and lightning bending. He has some sort of use in this world yes. with other humans. Exactly. Yeah. And the only problem is that humans can't see the monsters or the Shinigami. <laughs> They're all invisible. And what what do the monsters... So you've got the dynamic of people people dying and going to this Shinigami world. Yep. Wait. Uh, yeah okay cool and then you've got the shinigami protecting the world from the monsters yep and how do the monsters interact with the shinigami and the world well the monsters come from a place that it's basically hell it's not hell but it's basically hell there is also a hell may as well wait what there's also a hell we don't see anything about it you know it's mentioned once and then it never shows up again that's really convenient yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then it's hollow world which is separate okay so it's kind of like hell and bad hell yeah kind of okay so in normal hell or in hollow hell. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. They break open interdimensional rifts to the world, step through and eat people and eat souls. But the people can't see these monsters. No. So when it when it destroys a building, it just looks like the building exploded. So, so the humans in this world... Are Sometimes they, things just explode and it, no one knows it, why. Is that actually literally... Well, then they, there's normally like a cover-up story, like a gas leak or something. Okay, but who does the cover-up story? The, the Shinigami? The, oh. the Shinigami controls the government to do it. Right. Okay, so it's one of those situations. Okay, I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, yep, so... Yep. Okay, right, 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 cool. That seems really, uh, really messy. 
Mm, it is. It's a messy show. But I think Ira, we put him in right around the time of the first giant hollow attack. Mm. Because I think that's probably the best time. These giant hollows are literally skyscraper sized. Again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I hadn't thought about it. Like the rest of the <laughs> regular sized ones theme. are like car sized and yeah. you, can, you can fight them. Yeah. But skyscraper sized ones, it's like, oh, we need like a high level guy to deal with it. Yeah. A, th- a higher level Shinigami. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, and like, do they have a warrior Shinigami clan that yeah, come down clan. to the 11th clan? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. And so they're, they're, so the monster rip, it's called a Gilligan. I'm sorry, what? The monster, the hollow is called a Gilligan. A Gilligan. Yes. Do they have an Or a Gillian, sorry. A, a Gillian. Gillian. Okay. Not a Gilligan. <laughs> a Gillian. And it rips open, like, it rips open the dimension and you, as a normal human, you can see like an outline. Right. Maybe if you're like super strong with spirit power. Yep. I think Iroh probably could see them. Yeah, he's because Iroh is super connected to the spirit world. Oh, yeah, world, yeah, he is too. So yeah. he yeah. would definitely... In fact, I think he might just plain be able to... Because in the series, he can see uh, one of the past Avatar's dragons, which oh, is a spirit. Cool. And he's only he's the only one apart from the Avatar who can see it. So I reckon he would be able to He'd see He'd definitely be able things. to see it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is a really interesting episode where one of, the, one of the humans who is powerful but not strong enough to see them mm-hmm. is trying to defend someone. But he can't, but he can't see, see, the see the it. And the thing can see it. Yeah. And it's like, attack to your left. He's like, ah... Right, it's okay. really funny. That sounds hilarious. It, it is. It's funny to watch. <laughs> but I think Ira getting there, he would attack. Like he would obviously defend mm. against this gigantic monster ripping a hole in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say yeah. so. And I think he'd probably join. He'd probably join the uh, the the crew. Yeah, I feel like in, in a he would. I feel like he would wind up in a situation because he's a peaceful dude. He owns mm. a tea shop in the series yeah, towards look, the end. I would say he'd probably own a tea shop in this too. He'd be like, okay, yeah. tea shop's easy to open. And then he'd be like, what? what is this? The the hollow, what is this thing? Oh, it's bad. Oh, let's fight. And then like the government would find him and then he'd like be introduced into the ranks of the peeps and then I think he would like join forces or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking there's actually a character who basically fills the Iroh role. <laughs> Oh, I just realized. Oh, he ru- I just oh. like completely forgot. He well, runs. Did, did you just want to tell that story? Yeah, arc instead? Well. <laughs> let, let, not even worry about like, Iro. Iro. <laughs> no, but I think he might. He might join that guy's store because he runs a store. It's basically a tea store, but it sells Are a whole bunch serious? of other stuff. It, it sells other stuff as well, and I think they, <laughs> they would just team up and they'd be like, "Yeah, I'll help run the store while we figure this out." So Ira would become the most powerful person in the world. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll probably have time for one more. Do you have another place you wanted to go to? Um, no, I, I, I kind of want to nothing? see what you can come up with. If oh, no, you know, I wasn't ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm unprepared. You know, if if you came out with this beautiful world and explained it, and then realized that there's basically already Iro there, you know, I'm I'm really enthusiastic for number three. <laughs> All right, number three. Here we go. I got a really really simple solution for this ripper. one. Yep. I got an absolute great one. It's called Jurassic Park. Or maybe you've heard of it. That's Earth. It's just Earth. That's right. Earth. It's Earth with a freaking dinosaur. Oh my God. He would be a fucking beast. I think it would be more... I honestly think if you put him in the first Jurassic Park... Put him in the park with the yeah, dinos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, just drop not him in. in the, not in the yeah. field with the dinosaurs. 100%. On the helicopter. No. On the helicopter oh, flying to Jurassic Park. He's with the gang. You can't put him in the in the dinosaur pit. Look, I'm imagining a battle royale kind of situation. It's Iroh <laughs> versus dinosaurs. It's great. <laughs> Everyone else is watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think he would join it. And then as they explain what's going on, he'd be like, this... 
doesn't seem like a good idea. Mm. <laughs> this seems mm. like a very bad idea. Something about balance and yin yang. Yeah, and just destroying the, the balance. The dinosaurs wiped out for a reason. Yeah, Something happened. You're exactly. messing with science. The meteor. We were fans of the meteor. I'm a firebender. Can you stop <laughs> fucking up our shit? <laughs> <laughs> the meteor clearly wiped them out for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it would be. Yeah, I think. It would be that. And then when the when the T Rex when, when the T Rex attacks the kids, Ira would be with the kids. He'd be wanting to make sure they're safe. I feel like, honestly, it would be no match. Like, he would just literally unleash a flamethrower to the mm-hmm. face and it would be barbecue lunch, mm. you know? <laughs> dino, dino dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that works. Well, that's what the, he wipes out the T-Rex and then, like, the the Velociraptors come, wipes them out too. Yeah. And like, so, oh, he basically leaves only the herbivores alive. Would he? Why would, would he get the taste of dino meat? The... <laughs> <laughs> well, it would depend on what his interpretation of balance is, I guess. He might look at it and say, these are supposed to be extinct. Mm, they belong in a museum. Mm, mm-hmm. He might go wipe them out. That would be... And then he'd have to, you know, basically confront the humans. This guy's put his life into this park. Mm. And along comes this one wanker with this fire bending, apparently. And mm. the, the, he's got mercenaries on the island, which is always a good... It's always I a feel, good stuff. I feel like Iroh would immediately die to the... The guns. The guns? There's, I mean, one, once again, once the guns are introduced, there's mm, just... That's true. That's there's right. nothing not to it. Well, let's assume that the mercenaries probably don't want to kill this guy who's just killing dinosaurs. They might just want to hurt him and take him back, like arrest him. Well, they have tranks as well for the dinos. Yeah, exactly. so he would just burn the, the tranks though. You reckon? Yeah, because like, tranks don't travel... Far. Tranks probably travel at the speed of an arrow. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you've got if you've got a crew with all of them sporting guns with tranks, mm. like... There's only so much he can do in a non-violent true. situation. Yeah, true, true. Like true. he can't just unleash hell on earth and kill all these people. <laughs> he probably could. He, he could, but he wouldn't want to. Well, I, I imagine if you look at it this way, he would know they have guns. Self-defense. He said, so that he would. They'd be like, "What are he'd be like? What are these contraptions? These are guns. These are if the dinosaurs something happens, we can kill them." Yeah, and he'd like, know well, if it can kill, well. yeah, if it can kill a dinosaur, it can definitely kill me. Yeah, <laughs> they've got it. They're pointing it at me. Burn it. Kill them. Do you think maybe, maybe? He would be like, I'm not fit for this world. It's obviously beyond my comprehension. This this order of balance in this world is so screwed up. I'm just going to leave it alone. Go on a different island. I'm going <laughs> to bail. Gonna go. I'm going to leave you to your shit. If the dinosaurs sure. get loose, I'll attack them. But, you know, I'll let you with, you know, do your So what you're saying is he'll go to the other island where there's more dinosaurs. Yeah, because, you know, why and not then have Jurassic Park island 2.0? Yeah, because yeah. Jurassic Park 2 could happen. Again, credit to the writers. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Well, for what, it's, for what it's worth, Jurassic Park 2 is where they have the the dinosaurs when they're growing up. Oh. Have you seen Jurassic Park 2? Yeah, I have. I mean, yeah, Clearly 100%. Not. <laughs> but, you know, like, when was the last time you saw it? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Never. <laughs> what? And you're lecturing me. <laughs> but it's the island where they grow. They raise the dinosaurs before they go to the main island. So he goes there. Just, in, just interrupting for all mm-hmm. the fans out there who listen to this show. He is not qualified. <laughs> Unplug your headset. Stop listening. <laughs> Regardless, Jurassic Park Two happens with Ira there defending the dinosaurs against the poachers. Against the... Po- Wait, what? Why are we doing this now? Why That's is this the dynamic? Because if he moved to another island, that would be what would happen. Do you Jurassic- reckon he would become like one with nature and he would? He would. That's if exactly he's ra- They're would raising happen. children. Like It's not like a fully grown dinosaur. It's like, yeah. well, there's a child dinosaur here. And then someone comes to take his child dinosaur. His his child dinosaur. Wait, it's a dinosaur he's raising. He wants he wants a son, a surrogate son. Dinosaur, a surrogate son. <laughs> Basically, again, the direct parallel. <laughs> the poachers come, stops the poachers. 
No need for Jurassic Park 2 because they only go because of the poachers. Mm, mm. A T-Rex doesn't terrorize New York City. But it didn't anyway, no? Yeah, it did. Did it? Might what? have been Los Angeles. What? A T-Rex doesn't terrorize a uh, suburban neighborhood. When does this happen? Jurassic Park 2. They take the T-Rex back. The T-Rex somehow breaks out of a cage that it shouldn't be able to break out of. Wait a second. Are you talking about the recent ones? No, this is the original Jurassic Park 2. I might not have seen Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> Jurassic Park 2. John Hammond calls Ian Malcolm and says, I've got your girlfriend. I sent her to the island because she was... I don't know why. Also, I sent your woman? Yes. Yeah. Also, I sent your black daughter because you have a black daughter, apparently. He has a black... I've definitely not seen this. No, movie. okay. And then while they're, while they're at the island, or the, he sends them back to the island, they encounter dinosaurs and they encounter poachers who are trying to take dinosaurs. The poachers successfully take a T-Rex... Take that T-Rex to wait, wait, Los wait. Angeles. How do you successfully take a T-Rex as poachers? You shoot it, put it in a... Shoot it with a trank, chuck it in a cage, put that cage on a ship, ship that cage to America. Okay, so big dinosaur means big cage means even bigger ship. Yes. How does even bigger ship approach, I'm assuming, kind of smallish island with some form of surveillance and get away with it? No surveillance. No surveillance. No surveillance. <laughs> T-Rex on an island, no surveillance. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so Iroh's there, defends against the poachers. <laughs> okay, okay. Jurassic Park 2 doesn't need to happen because he stops the poachers, so they have yep. no need to send everybody else there. Mm-hmm. Which then leads us to Jurassic World. <laughs> because the sci- the research will continue as it does. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World will continue as it does. The Indominus Rex will be made. Uh, uh, of course. And because would he, he... Would he be there? Yes. Because B.D. Wong is a terrible hu- evil scientist. B.D. Wong? B.D. Wong, that's the actor's name. The actor's name. Yeah, I don't know the character's name. Oh, good. I was about to start teasing it. <laughs> Glad you got that one out there. <laughs> it's the character's. It's the actor's name. I haven't seen Jurassic World, so <laughs> <laughs> when the Indominus Rex is made, <laughs> and the only thing that stops it is the original T Rex that has been acclimated to humans. Yeah, it's not just the T Rex. It's Iro riding the T Rex in. That's. Yep. yep. Okay, I'm with. Yep, and or... he stops the Indominus Rex. No, he wouldn't be and on then the he water destroys, one. Huh? He wouldn't be on the water one. The giant water one. Oh, you haven't seen it, have you? No, I haven't seen it. I don't know what you're what, talking about. So, with you, so you haven't seen The Last Airbender. You haven't seen <laughs> Jurassic Park. I've seen Jurassic Park. I haven't seen Jurassic Park 2 or Jurassic World. You haven't... And we're talking about... Okay, exactly. Okay. So Iroh comes in on the T-Rex. <laughs> Which is hyper-realistic. Well, the T-Rex attacks the Indominus Rex and beats it. That's how it wins. Yep. That's yeah, the end yeah, of Jurassic yeah, yeah. World. Yeah, so he comes on the, on the T-Rex. Yeah, I don't and know. And then he helps... I he, feel like... Okay. And then he burns the Indominus Rex with his fire bending. Do you reckon he'd be riding the T-Rex or one of the raptors? I can be riding the T-Rex. You reckon? Yeah, because Iroh, he, he probably raised that T-Rex. Yeah, okay, I believe that. Yeah, so he's probably it, right. It, it, it looks look. like Zuko, kind of. <laughs> it's got it's missing an eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a big burn. Yeah, you burnt it specially. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that if he, he would would you honestly think he would pass up an opportunity to ride a T Rex? A man who is all about peace and chill would never, never give that up. That is an opportunity of a lifetime. Is it? If you yes. can do it every day, it's not the opportunity eh, maybe, of a lifetime. Maybe, but he's he's bringing this T-Rex from nowhere. So. No, no, even better idea. Screw the T-Rex. He's got a pterodactyl. He's right. He's airborne. He's airborne <laughs> flamethrower. That's, there that's you go. where that's it's That's how it at. happens. There yeah. we go. <laughs> nice and easy. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he stops the Indominus Rex 
And then I haven't seen... I don't know anything that happens in Jurassic World 2. Wait, no, you've played Ark. We've played Ark. You, yeah. can, ride, you can ride those things. We've seen it. Yeah, We've all seen it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and um, that, I think that's... He stops in Dominus Rex, he's hailed as a hero, and then goes back to his weird island. Do you reckon they'd let him? Do you reckon he'd, they'd be able a to stop flying him? flying flamethrower. Again, guns. Guns, but also fire tornado. Yeah, I suppose. That would be, that would be a lot of work. I think he could do it. Can you imagine? Can you? He'd live in a... Is there a volcano on the island? I feel uh, like he'd live in a volcano. I don't think there is a volcano, no. Mm. But he'd probably go to an island with, an, with a volcano. He'd take the dinosaurs, go mm. to that island. Because in the in the series Last Airbender, mm. there's Fire Island, go figure. Shocking. And um, there's a volcano on the island. And so, you know, maybe he would want to be... Yeah. He probably, look, he's yeah. got years to find an island. <laughs> Yeah, and it and it's what in the Pacific somewhere, and isn't that somewhere. like the volcanic ring? In yeah, the Pacific? yeah, there's the Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, no, we're not going back there. It was a it's bad a idea the thing. first time around. It's a real thing. But anyway, no. <laughs> anyway, I think we've I think we've, we've run out of time, which is a real shame. I've en- I've enjoyed this. I really have. It's been a great time. So that's what would happen with Uncle Iroh going to a bunch of places I've already forgotten: Scooby Doo. Pacific Rim, Jurassic Archer. Park, Archer. Archer yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go. We actually knew about that one. <laughs> that was interesting. We'd seen that one. I hadn't seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've also not seen much Scooby Doo. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> such qualification. <laughs> I've been Zach. And this has been my co host, Rob. Do you have anything that you want to plug, Rob? Um, no. no? Um, but uh, yeah, I hope to. No, you know what? I'll plug this show. This show is great, and I hope to be here in the future and watch this show if you aren't already watching it. Right. Thank or listening you. to it, we I should pre- say. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, if you want to contact the show, you can do so at equippableallies at gmail.com, on Facebook at Equippable Allies, on Twitter at Equippable Ally, our website equippableallies.com. And if you want to hear more from me and Daniel, there's another show we have called Evil Inc., where we help the bad guys do better. And that's really about it. Hold so- on, hold on, hold on. That sounds super fun. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's a good show. I don't I like my own show. <laughs> I don't like this show. I don't like any show. In fact, I don't like this Rob guy who let him into the house. I <laughs> know. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to regret everything. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. You may not hear from Rob again. See you, bitches. <laughs>